So before I start, can I just say a word of prayer? Father, I just want to thank you that we can still come to you in some shape or form. Lord, and I thank you for the provisions, Father, of the internet. Father, I thank you for the mind that you bless to God. I thank you for the invention of it. I thank you for the invention of Zoom. I thank you for the invention of, faith, of, um, of, of Facebook, Father. And I just want to thank you as a family for the grace that you have given us, Father, to come Sunday after Sunday, even when we can't see each other, that we believe. Father, this is faith as it is. This is faith, believing that we can turn this on and there will be a brother and a sister in their home sitting and watching. So, Father, it's the same faith that we have in you, that we know that even when everything looks messy, even when things look like they are not happening, even when it looks like the world is at a standstill or whether the world is going potty, Father, knowing that you are there, you are there, that your hand is upon our lives, your hand is upon us, Lord. So, Father, we want to, I want to thank you this morning. Lord, I thank you for the word that you have to share with us this morning. Lord, I just ask, oh God, for open hearts. Lord, I ask for hearts, oh God, to receive this morning. Not to receive from me, but to receive from you. So, Lord, I ask, oh God, that my spirit, my heart, and my soul, oh God, that I be exposed, oh God, and be sensitive, Father. And be vulnerable to what you have to share that I may learn from it, Lord. So, I want to thank you. I bless your name this morning and I thank you for ears, oh God, that are listening this morning, the hearts that are open this morning. And I thank you, Father, for eyes that be open to see what you are doing. Father, I thank you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. It's not what man desires, Father, for, for our lives, but it's what you desire. Lord, I thank you, Father. It's not what man wills for this nation, Father, but it's what you will. Lord, I thank you that it's not what man wills for the world, but it's your will. That your will will be done perfectly in every home, oh God. In every home, in my brother's home, in my sister's home. Father, I ask, oh God, that your perfect will be done. Father, that will look with the eyes of the Spirit, not with our physical or natural eyes. Father, that we may see through the cloud, oh God, that the sun bursting forth through it. That even when we cannot see it, oh God, Father, that is there. So, Father, I thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you that our lives is not dependent on what is happening in our world. Our lives, our destinies, our hopes, our dreams, our aspirations, our purposes, Father. They are all not dependent upon anything that is happening around us. It's not dependent upon the pandemic. It's not dependent upon the economy. It's not dependent upon the leaders. But Father, that is dependent upon our faith and our trust in you. So thank you, this, thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So um, this has been the most, um, I don't even know how to say it. The, I've been trying to plan this this message for a long time and I have so many things that they're not coming together. I don't know which way to go. Lord, is it this way or is it that way? So I've not been able to actually pull it together. And so I've been waiting and be waiting and just be uh, meditating on um, different things, the different um, words that I received in my study time, in my devotion time. 
And so on Tuesday morning, I was, and during the time of my meditation, I wasn't really not thinking about the message. I was just sitting there, you know, after the, um, reading the Bible and just asking God, speak to my heart. And I said this word, I said, Lord, your face is all I want to see. I want to look and I want to see you. I want to see you in every situation. I want to see you around me. I want to see you. When I close my eyes, it's you I want to see. I want to see only you. I don't want to see anything else. I want to see you. And, and he spoke to me. He just really ministered to me. But I just want to talk about the part that I think uh, is for every single one of us. Because sometimes we can look with the eyes of our flesh and then we can see things that are not going right. But that in the midst of it all, oh, I want you to know that God is still on the throne. And that everything that God has set in motion, that none of them are going to change their season or their, or their time. And there's the passage in the Ecclesiastes when we talk about the times and the seasons. And it's very important sometimes for us to know that this, know the season that we are in. Because when we know the season that we are in, we embrace everything. You know, when we know we are in autumn, we can look at the leaves. They are golden brown. They, they are beautiful. And we accept that this is the season. And there's a season when there are no leaves on the trees at all. We accept those seasons because we know, you know, they are just, they've shed the old leaves and that there's going to be a new beginning when spring comes. So we accept the natural, you know, seasons. So is the spiritual season. So when we know the times, when we know where we are in, this, in the spiritual um, um, calendar, or so when, when things are happening around us, we embrace them. And in, it is in the embracing of the things that are happening that we grow, that we truly emerge. Because we need to see what is trying to emerge in our lives, what is trying to emerge in our society, what is trying to emerge and, you know, with, the, with the economy to embrace it. So when we know what is emerging and we are waiting eagerly, but what is emerging? That's how we embrace it. And so he said this um, word to me. He said, Joyce, I, I caused the sun. You know, the sun is set in this place. And sometimes when it's raining or it's cloudy, we cannot see the brightness of the sun. But the sun is still there and is still giving light today. It's the sun that gives light today. And it's as sure as you wake up in the morning and knowing that you're going to be able to see some form of light. And it says, as he has done all those things, that they don't change. So even when you cannot see the sunniness of the sun, it still gives light in the day. So is my plans and purposes for your life. They never change, even in the times of pandemic, even in the times of uncertainty, even in the times that uh, people think the world is going the other way. He said, even when it looks gloomy and dark, and you are not able to see the brightness of the sun, but you see the light of day. You look and you see the light of day, you know that this. <laughs> you know, the sun is there and it's giving the light. It says, so you know 
that my plans for you remains. And his plans for you, Jeremiah 29, 11 said to us, is good. He has a good and perfect plans for us. Sometimes it doesn't look like it. Sometimes it doesn't even feel like it. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you say, what is the point of it all? But he wants you to know that his plans doesn't change. If you study the word of God, you know. And you've ever received any prophetic words from God, you know that the plan that he has for you is a good plan. It may not be the way you planned it. It may not be the way you desire it. But his plan for you, no matter what it looks like, is a good plan. And he says that no weather condition can wipe that away. No pandemic can take that away. No economic situation can take that away. No health situation can take that away. And that is what, you know, when I was praying earlier on, just talking about that embracing the times and the season. When we look at our body, when we look at our life, we look at the situation. It's knowing the time that we are in. It's knowing what is being cooked together for our good. Because his plan for us is a good plan. And I just wanted to share that aspect of it for all the things that he was, um, um, you know, all the things that he shared with me and he really encouraged me and i wanted to encourage you with that this morning that his plan for you is good and you know no matter what it looks like if he said it and you believe it that settles it so i just want to go back a bit to talk about what mark was talking about last week um because that's <laughs> last week i was listening to mark and said oh he stole my preach but you know I, God is onto something, so we just need to follow on. Mark last week preached from Psalm 84. And while he was talking on Psalm 84, I was I went to um, Psalm 4210, you know, I said, dear pants for water, so my soul pants for you. And then Mark did go there as well. I said, oh, but you know, we need to stay with it. Because God, the scripture says to us in um, this morning, I just want to base actually the my talk on, and eternity is in our hearts. And the reason, you know, eternity is our heart is because we are not separate from God. We are one with God. We are one with Jesus. We are one with the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus is in our heart, Jesus who is eternity, our Father in heaven, the Holy Spirit, they who are eternity, they are locked in our hearts. I just want to read from um, Ecclesiastic. Ecclesiastes um, chapter 3 and verse 11. Actually, I'll start from verse 10. I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. The God-given task to which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in this time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. He has put eternity in our hearts, except that we cannot know or understand the work that God does from the beginning to the end. Therefore, we, can, we don't have the full picture. And that we, you know, it says that we, that scripture says that he knows the work that we are meant to be involved in, the God-giving work. 
And so the reason eternity is locked in our heart is that God desired from the very foundation of time. You know, in Ephesians 1, for it says that, you know, before the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the world, before the world ever began, before you ever, we ever came to exist in this form that we knew it, we were in the presence of God. We were with God. We, 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 we lived in the presence of God. We lived in his mind, in his heart. We lived in his presence. And God is eternity, so he is a divine infinite being, and so are we. And so when we left the presence of God to come to earth, that eternity was locked in our heart, a part of it. Let us, let us make man in our image and likeness, you know, to come in this flesh, to be covered in this flesh. We carried eternity with us. And so we came down here on earth. And we, the reason that eternity is there is always to remind us where we came from. It always reminds us who we carry. It always reminds us how we are to live. That we cannot live without the presence of God. That we cannot live in the absence of God. So there is something always in our hearts and in our soul that is pulling us to that place of eternity. Something that is that makes us, when we walk through life, we've achieved everything we think we, we, we want to achieve in the physical sense. And we sit down and we say, there's God to be more than I'm living. There's God to be more to life than I currently am living. There's God to be more to life because all the wealth in this world cannot satisfy the drawing of the eternity in our soul. And the reason that is there is for us to live our lives with God and for his purpose. And when I read the scripture, which has been my foundation scripture for this year, 2020, that God causes everything to work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. You know, when we, have, when, when we come to this place and we look at everything that is happening around us, surely it must cause us to ask, the big question what is going on because nothing makes sense anymore what is going on there has to be something that is happening that we cannot see that we do not know like he said no one can know the work of god from the beginning to the end but we glimpse a picture at every season and hence, it's important for us to know the times and the season that we are in. So eternity is in our heart. Why is eternity in our heart? Why did God didn't it necessary? They are living my presence, but I want them to carry this realm that they are living because we didn't. We, we you didn't. Your life didn't start. My life didn't start when my mother gave birth to me. When your mother gave birth to you, that's not when your life started. You have always existed. Before the foundation of the world, he knew you. He predestined you, gave you a future, gave you a hope, gave you a purpose, gave you a vocation, gave you a ministry, gave you a mission. Before the foundation of the world. 
And that is the mandate that we had when we left the presence of God. And God was not going to put us here on earth without giving us that eternity, without giving us that GPS that will always direct us home. And so when I read that scripture and that and, and I was listening to, to, to my talk about you know the drawing and the longing of our souls. And this is why we know, this is why our soul longs, because our soul serves as a reminder of that eternity that is in our heart, is our GPS that pulled us back to that place. So when you feel unsettled and you feel disquieting, you feel that there is something not quite in alignment in your life, that is your soul pining out to say, you need to look to eternity, because what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose the soul, and lose the purpose for which he was created and lose the purpose for which you came and so for me this is why it's so really key now for me that people realize their purpose their purpose because living a life outside of our purpose is a life wasted and so when I read that that he has made everything beautiful in this time. So that means things are not beautiful all the time. Like in this season, things are not beautiful all the time. But yet God has locked eternity in our heart. So that while this time, when in the ugliness of, of things, that is when we are to sit down and to go inward and to get in touch with the GPS that is on the inside of us to make sense of what is happening, even when we don't have the whole picture. And so where this is really leading me to with this eternity in our heart is a life of purpose. Last time I talked, I talked about if you don't live your life, no one can live your life for you. If you don't do you, that you're not going to be done. And that you can't wait for somebody else to, 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 to give you permission to live a life of purpose. You don't need permission to live a life of purpose. You don't need somebody else to start living the purpose that God created you to live here on earth. And that is why eternity is in our heart. Because eternity, the soul, our soul cry as the dead pants for water. So my soul longs for him. Why do your soul long? Why does my soul long? And this is not for believers only. Because eternity is in the heart of every single person that is here on earth. Whether you believe God or not. And that's what actually draw men. It is that eternity, it is that longing, it is that thirst in our souls. And so, this morning I want to talk to us about that eternity, but coming from the, 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 the aspect of the purpose of our lives. We are in 2020 right now, and we know what opticians or ophthalmologists say about the 2020 vision. I don't know about you, but for me, this year, I think, is, is, is actually perfect for that 2020 vision. Getting the 2020 vision of God. Because we, we listen to the news, we read the newspaper, scientists don't know what, what they are doing. I'm not, you know, I'm not disparaging their work. 
The governments don't know where they are going. Families don't know what their life is going to be, you know, from day to day. In the, in, in the natural sense of things, that's not perfect, perfect vision. But when we, when we flip it and we look to the eye of the uh, spirit, what is God saying for us right now? For his vision for your life. So when you align your vision with his vision, you get a perfect vision. And I feel that the time we are in right now, though it's cloudy, although it might appear rainy, figuratively speaking, that we can't see the sun coming through, this is the time for us to get, to glimpse and to catch that perfect vision for our lives. So that when we come out of this pandemic, if we come out and in January, we are still where we were, or when the pandemic stopped, we're still where we were in 2019. What a waste. What a waste. Because right now, none of us can say that the eternity that is in our heart, that our soul is not crying out for something. So what is your soul crying out for? What is your soul yearning for? What is the thirst that your soul is thirsting after? Because the Bible says, he who, you know, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. So I feel this time that we've had a bit more time. I know people are disillusioned. People are unhappy. People are tired and fed up, you know, with the lockdown. I love it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm really sorry. The only aspect I miss is not seeing you. It's not being able to worship with you. It's not being able to hug you. It's not being able to, to, to worship together. You know, I like exuberant worship and I do it alone, but you know, but it's not the same. That's the only aspect I miss. I have decided, I decided that 2020 was not going to rob me in the physical sense that actually it was going to grow me in the spiritual side. And I have been looking at purpose and that's where I'm staying. So I just want you to turn with me quickly to um, Jeremiah. And Jeremiah um, chapter 1 has become one of my um, favorite scripture in this last weeks. And Jeremiah 1 verse 5 said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation. So what does it say to me when I read it? Something blew me away. Because I normally just read it to say, oh, you know, I formed you. I knew you when I formed you, your mother's womb. But that's not what the scripture really said when I took my time to read it. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So that means we came from somewhere. Our life didn't start when, we, when, when our mother had us our life didn't start so when we stood i i get this picture that i stood in the in the presence of god and god said you know there is this there's this problem on earth that needs a solution and i came right in front of him i said i'll be here he said well this aspect of me is the answer to that problem and I need somebody to go and be that aspect. You know, you are a unique aspect, unique, divine expression of an aspect 
of God. Just one aspect. You are not the whole thing. I'm not the whole thing. I, I, I just picture myself saying to God, send me, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. And when I looked at any parent that I could have come through, I picked mine because, you know, the, 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 the skills that I'm going to need, the life teaching that I'm going to need, the circumstances that need to happen, the, the, you know, the, the, the environment, the conducive environment that needs to be created. When I say conducive, I'm not talking about perfection, perfect, loving, kind. But, you know, the, whatever environment that I needed to be, to be shaped, to be formed, and that's where God decided to send me. And then while I was in my mother's womb, like Jeremiah, listen, what he did for one, he did for the other. He may not have ordained me in my mother's womb. He sanctified me. He sanctified you. And he, and he ordained you as. You fill in the, the blank. Because that's what he's done for every single one of us. And then our soul... And then our, and that eternity that is locked within us. When we were born, it never left. While we were growing, while our characters was being shaped, while circumstances was shaping us and forming us and developing us and growing us, is there waiting for you to come to full maturity. And then you then comes to that point in your life where nothing else satisfies. Because the soul is not beginning to be awakened. And so it was doing to Jeremiah. When Jeremiah didn't know what was going on, what, what God, what, what, what God, you know, had called him, what his soul was dis dissatisfied for. He knew that, you know, there's something, but I don't know what. God came to him and said, listen, you're here to be my mouthpiece. You're here to solve the solution because I have people who do not hear. You're here to be my mouthpiece. You're here to communicate my heart, my desire, my will to these people. Before you were born, this is the whole reason why you came. This is the whole reason I fashioned you in your mother's womb. This is the whole reason that you, I, I sanctified you in your mother's womb. And here is the time. So get up, Jeremiah. I'm saying get up. Get up, Joyce. And your soul begins to wind up. And your soul begins to stare something. And your soul begins to become unrest. And your soul begins to stare something deep within you. Eternity calling to say. The problem still exists. Why aren't you being the solution? This is the time for you to rise up. And so eternity cries out. And it's drawing us. We always think it's that one day by and by. And when we die, you know, we come here, we live over there. And we can't wait to die to get to heaven. What a waste. What if you are not dead before Christ comes? To just inherit the earth. So you are still going to be here, right here on earth. What impact am I making? Am I leaving my purpose? The purpose for which he created me. The purpose for which he put eternity in my heart. The purpose for which that my soul cries out. That he gives me this GPS. This spiritual GPS. That pulls me back each time. Because we all hear it. We all hear it. How we respond to it. Is what makes a difference. So I don't have a lot to share today. I just want to share those points. To say that we. This time. The time that we are in may look gleam, but God from the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the world, he, had, he knew that 2020 was coming. 
And probably that's why people formed that phrase, 2020 vision. He knew 2020 was coming. And he knew exactly what he wanted us to do in 2020. 2020, I see it an opportunity for us to press the reset button. You know, when your clock is be running, be running, is wasting, and it gets to 99, it says press the reset button. You get to one, you know, 1,999, say press the reset button. This is the 2020, it's a reset button that we press to start over, to really get in touch with that eternity that's been placed in our heart, to get in touch, you know, to follow the GPS of our lives which is our soul that is crying out right now, that is asking the big questions right now, that is asking you to look at your life. And you know, we, what happens is when, when, when we are in the pandemic, that are in the natural sense, but the spiritual sense, or even in the things that are happening in our lives that have been unpleasant, if we just open our eyes to look at the season that we are in and embrace the season, because God does not cause those things or bad things to happen in our lives, but he sure makes use of them. He uses them as tools. And that's why he's able to say he will cause everything to work together for us. He caused the things that the enemy has made for evil. He caused them for good. And this time, this 2020, we may have been looking at it as if the enemy has robbed us. But what did he say? Like Mark was saying, whatever the enemy stole, he will repay seven times. Aren't you excited for the sevenfold returns? Aren't you excited for the sevenfold increase that is going to happen during this time? I want to you to hear what God is saying in those things that he means to say even in the days when the sun is not breaking forth the cloudiness because of rain or because of the weather the sun is still there and is still giving light how you respond to it is what makes all the difference do you respond in faith knowing that God is causing all things to work together for your good do you respond with, the, with faith of knowing that what the enemy meant for evil, he's going to turn for good? Do you respond with faith when you see things and you say, God, I don't know what is happening right now. I don't know why I can't get rid of this sickness in my body. I don't know why I can't get, get, get to get some money into my account. I don't understand why my children have decided to walk away from you right now at this point in time. I don't understand why I've just lost my job and you know that I had, I need my job. You know, if you see your job as your source, that is. But he said, I don't understand any of it. Like he says, like he says in Ecclesiastic, no one can know the work from the beginning to the end. But you just need to know that season, that time that you are in right now. And he says it's going to cause it to work together for you. And say, well, I can't take that. And when I get into tomorrow, tomorrow is another day. God promised us today this present. That we're going to listen right now to what God is ministering to our hearts in our, in, in, in our private life. And don't waste this time thinking about when are we going to pass through. So when we are in that valley of Baca, we're not saying, okay, I'm staying here. When are you going to get me out of here and say, okay, I'm in the valley. How can I be creative? There is no, it's dry. There is nothing. Maybe if I, if I put a seed down, it's not going to grow. But what am I going to do here in order to be creative, in order to be inventive, so that when I put something in the ground, in the, in the valley, that it will grow, that those walking, coming behind us, as Mark said last week, 
And so when we are in that valley of Baca, we are not looking at it and saying, when are you going to get me out of here, Lord? Or instead, we're going to look at this valley and say, God, how can I be useful here? Lord, how can I be creative? How can I be inventive? How can I be, how can I water this soil? Is it from my sweat of prayer when my tears fall on the ground? What is it that I need to become in order to survive in the valley of Baca? What is it that I need to become? Because when God, when we, when we find ourselves in a place, it's not because, it's not, it's not to punish us. It's to learn something. Because the Bible says that we, he will never allow us to bear more than we can carry. And he's here who is bearing our burden for us. So that eternity in our heart, that soul, that yearning, that steady, that, that GPS, when it takes you, when you find yourself in the valley and you know there's that GPS in your life that can navigate out of it. And so when you resist the lesson, when you resist the growth, when you resist the condition that you need to form you, to shape you, to, to define you, when you miss the opportunity, you're going to come out on the other side, a weakened soul, a lost soul, because, you know, all the tools that you needed in the Valley of Baca, you haven't developed them. All the, all the, all the skills, all the wings that you needed, you know, when um, a, a, a lava, you know, a, a caterpillar from a lava and it goes into a cocoon, you know, if it doesn't go through the process, it's going to come out a damaged butterfly. If somebody helps it break out of that cocoon, it's going to be a damaged butterfly. Unless it goes through the process of transformation. Be transformed. Not, don't be conformed, but be transformed. How does transformation come? By the renewing of our mind. So when we know the times and the season, when we know the season that we are in, and it's not the season that we are used to. It's an opportunity for us to be creative. It's an opportunity for us to be very, to be creative with our maker who is the greatest, you know, creator. He's the only creator. We get inspiration from him. So when we are in that place, so when you find yourself right now, you need to ask, what do I need? What do I need to become? What tools do I need? What skills do I need? I'm telling you at the end of 2020, there's going to be a lot of innovative stuff because people have had time to get in. You know, people who are unbelievers, they know they have to sit quiet. They have to go inward and they have to go get in touch with the creative ability in them. And then they're coming up with the solution. We are going to see a lot of them. And this is the time that God has given us as believers, this is the time that he has given us as his children, that we can take the time to sit right now and get a 2020 vision for what he has placed in your life. The only reason that you were born, you were born for one reason and one reason only, and that is to express the unique aspect of God that only you can express. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. 2020 has given us that opportunity. That's great, wonderful opportunity to sit down. Take a deep breath. And reset. 
And if you haven't done it till now, I want to encourage you to ask the question instead of waiting for the pandemic to pass. Be active in the pandemic, during the pandemic. Active in your creativity. Active in putting your purpose, your life purpose, defining, shaping, shaping it, you know, creating, putting everything in alignment and lifting them up to God. Say, how is it so far? It's fun. How is it so far? What do you think? And let your soul speak over it because you know you know how you know when you look at it the joy that comes the peace that comes the excitement that comes and hopefully a bit of oh, how am i going to achieve this because if it's not big enough to think how you are going to achieve it maybe you need to go back to the drawing board because the purpose for which god has called you here on earth you know if it doesn't cause you to shake in your boots yeah, I'm big enough because he needs to be a part of that journey. Amen. So, Father, I just want to thank you for your love for us. I thank you, Father, that you love us so much, Father God, that you put eternity in our heart that will always bring us back to you. And, Father, I thank you that for this opportunity in 2020, Father, to sit down with you and to reset and to rethink and to go to the very foundation of our very being. Coming back in your presence and say, Lord, what was the reason I chose to come in the first place? And I thank you that as we seek you, we find you. And I thank you, Father, for my brothers and my sisters who are at that place right now. Who say, Lord, show me. Show me exactly what I'm here for. And Lord, I thank you, Father, as you show them an aspect, as they lean into that. Because you said that your word is a lamb unto our feet and a light unto our path. Not, you know, not, take, not, not the place, not destination, you light our path. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that as you are lighting those paths, Father, I thank you for the grace for us to step into them and follow the GPS of our life that will always go around and lead us back. To you because the glory and the honor and adoration belongs to you in jesus name amen thank you faith life thank you for listening i hope you have a good week ahead and yeah have a week of sitting down going inward and then just planning and creating with our heavenly father see you next time